0: I am Abby, and this is Erin. Welcome to our podcast, Living Your Best Life. We believe that every person has the potential to create a life full of passion and purpose. We want to inspire and support you in your journey to unlocking your best self.
1: We inform all
0: listeners that the views, thoughts and opinions expressed throughout the podcast are purely the opinions of the Living Your Best Life podcast team and are not intended to replace expert medical, legal or psychological advice. Hi! everyone and welcome to this week's podcast where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing my co-host and best friend Erin O'Flaherty. Erin is the course advisor at Dynamite Studios and co-director of Evolution Agency, Emerge Agency and Living Your Best Life. She is incredibly versatile and I am excited to have her in the hot seat today to share all her hidden talents with us all.
1: Welcome Erin. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. That feels a little bit different being on, yeah, in the hot seat for a change. And- no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's good. All right. Well, let's get started. At what point in your life did you decide to pursue a career
1: in the performing arts? My whole life, I've had a passion for movement. I know my mum, when I was about three years old, saw me cartwheeling and backflipping around my lounge room and was like, we have to put it into something that is movement based. I did start <laughs> off at gymnastics at a local PCYC actually, and became a rhythmic gymnast when I was young and actually went to state for, for state championships for that. I didn't go into dancing toilet a little bit later on until I was about eight. Um, So it's something that I've always been passionate about and found a lot of joy and love for. It wasn't until I left school to, I decided when I left school to be a primary school teacher, which is a little bit of a fun fact (laughs) because I obviously was very drawn to teaching as well. Having a year off performing and dancing, I really struggled with and I really just really found that That passion for dance was such a huge part of my life and I just had this moment where I was like, if I'm not doing something that I'm strongly passionate about, then, you know, I might not be living the best life that I can. So, I decided about 19 to go back into full-time training with dance at QUT. I decided, I think I was really gravitating towards being a contemporary dancer at that point in time, but they were definitely advising me that I was definitely a commercial dancer. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, you're very commercial. Um, So, yeah, I decided to give it a go after two years of training full-time. To just go to auditions and to see if I was good enough. I just never thought maybe that I was good enough, and I was shorter. And I, I just remember back. This is going back a while, obviously, but <laughs> I just had this belief that you had to be tall to be a dancer. I, I don't think know where yeah, I got no, that I think from.
0: we were really educated on that in our dancing school days yeah. that it was about like oh, Hi, show girls totally, and long, yes. and we
1: weren't well, really no shows back yeah. then. They were taller girls. So just being shorter, I just thought, oh, this you know, it's something I'd love to do, but I just don't think it's going to be a possibility for me. And I think my first audition. I did was for Disney for Tokyo and I landed that job. So good. And the whole world opened up to me of what that was like to be performing full-time professionally and I just didn't look back after that. So Um, incredible. Yeah. So I've always had the passion and I love movement. I still love learning new skills. I know, learning new skills at the (laughs) moment. (laughs) Yes. Look, I practice what I preach in terms of upskilling, that's for sure. (laughs) No, it's
0: incredible. It's so inspiring. So obviously you mentioned that you went to uni. And yes. you now have a double degree in education. How has that helped you to maintain consistent work in the industry?
1: Yeah, I think I wouldn't have the job that I have now if I hadn't had that background in education. I didn't do it the traditional way. I'm actually very surprised when I look back that I actually succeeded in completing my degree because, <laughs> as I said, I, I went for two years. I was, you know, everyone finishes school, they went to uni, and then you, you know, you had your career. Yeah, the fact that I did it differently was very unique. I think back then, I think because education is. Definitely a lot more flexible now you Mm. are able to, you know, but you know, back then it wasn't heard of. So I did the two years and then I left for contract, came back, did another year of university, then left again on three contracts and then came back around when I was about 26, 27, I, yeah, got persevered, I guess, to go back and was very driven to finish it. So it did take me 10 years to get that degree. Yeah. <laughs> I got there so in the end. It. But I wouldn't have had the experience working in education. I wouldn't have been offered the amazing role that I have as head of courses at Dynamite Studios. And I think the consistency has been in the fact that I've have skills in other areas yeah. and that I've been able to bring value into a business and have that education perspective as well as all the experience of the industry and kind of marry those two passions together. Yeah, so and and it's all about adding value and that's always going to increase your employability. So having education is just increases the options for employment in yeah. all directions. That's awesome. I love that.
0: You've had a vast range of experience working as a professional performing artist in the industry. What was a career highlight for you?
1: Well, this is a hard one. Um, well, I'm dying to know because I, I never get to ask you these I questions. Know. It's like so interesting. I'm like, oh, I've never been asked this question before. Live events has always been a favorite of mine and live TV. I think the adrenaline of live events and live TV. TV. It was something I was always really drawn to. Yeah, I did a lot of performing for major sporting events, yeah. for V8 supercars, performing for Channel 7, you know, a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. But I think my most memorable, because I really took this moment in, when I closed my eyes, I'm like, I can just totally visualize going back to this moment. I yeah. was performing for Jimmy Barnes actually for a final for State of Origin at the Queensland yeah. Stadium. How um, cool. Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. And I think because it's State of Origin, such an Australian iconic, you know, culturally yeah. event and then performing for such as an Australian icon for working class man you can't yeah. get any more Australian <laughs> iconic to that and I just remember the vibe it. of that event was amazing like having a crowd of over 60,000 totally the sun going down everyone having their cameras and the lights going on and you know the audience and the It's pretty band. epic. Hey? I was like no this is a really cool moment you know when you get those moments and yes you know, and I think yeah I think that's very has really yeah held a piece I definitely yeah that's that. amazing I think yeah. such a such an iconic event yeah it's Huge. and but to be honest like anytime I get to perform on stage these days I take in every moment because I just always think oh this could be the last time so yeah. I'm very very grateful so I think that's the attitude I have now I dance because it still brings me so much joy. joy yeah but yeah every moment on stage now I treasure very much
0: I love that so good so so good the fact you're still able to do what you're doing <laughs> at your age <laughs> I know but I mean like <laughs> no I know what you mean yeah I'm like you totally. get tossed around in the partnering glass yeah I'm like what oh, Going on, don't you worry? (laughs) You're incredible. It's amazing. I love how much determination you have. Yes. Regardless of what you choose to do, you always do it with such an awesome attitude, and you know you never give anything a half-dose.
1: No. If I do something, I effort. It's always a hundred percent, twenty percent. I love it. I don't half do things. That's for sure.
0: You do not. (laughs) So, what advice would you give to young performers wanting to upskill with tertiary education? Because I know, obviously, the the climate we're currently in. Yes. It's definitely a great time to study and upskill and mm. utilize this time we have been gifted to be able to evolve ourselves. So what what's some advice you might give to young people or even, you know, any of our listeners
1: out there that are looking for a career change? Yeah, definitely. I'm a big believer, of, believer obviously, in education and also nurturing different passions that you have. I'm just given my own experience, very passionate about dance, movement, health, well-being, education has, a, you know, really given me an endless scope with what I've been able to do vacationally. And I do think it's not always great to put your eggs all in the one basket yeah. and i think a lot of young people these days they just get very like well this is what i want to do and tunnel, you know, vision. <laughs> tunnel vision tunnel and, <laughs> vision and that's great to have the drive have the vision is important but you just don't ever want to just put all your eggs in one basket you want to nurture other talents other passions not even strive for them straight away but if they are sort of n- niggling in the back of your mind it's always a good idea you just never know when you're going to need it like we yeah. talk to young people all the time that face adversity yeah in you know they might be pursuing this one thing and it doesn't happen it's like well you know is Something yeah. else that you would find purpose and passion in that you can also um, succeed at.
0: And knowing your lifespan as an artist and a performing yeah. artist as such, is, it is a short-lived thing. So it's so important, I guess, that they are opening their minds up to be yeah. able to fulfill their lives with lots of different things and different
1: options. Definitely. And I think these days when it comes to learning, there are so many flexible learning options. Like I think it's not just about getting the degree and the piece of paper anymore. I mm. think immersing yourself in experience is just as an important of education. So whether that's working behind the scenes, whether it's having a mentor or, you know, the companies that I've worked for, the experience that I had even, you know, been exposed to so many different things, just was an education all in itself. So I don't think it's even about, you know, getting the certificate and qualification, but it's about, you know, knowledge is power and it allows you to bring value into what you do. And the more you evolve and professionally develop and upskill and educate yourself, the more opportunity is going to be presented to you in life. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Mm, Couldn't agree more.
0: Now you have such a holistic approach to your life. How do you maintain this whilst keeping up with your busy schedule? <laughs> I know this is something that I envy because I <laughs> suck at keeping myself together, but you do it so well. How do you manage oh, it all? I'm glad
1: it looks like I do it really well. I guess health and well being is something I value very highly. And I think if you value something, you're going to prioritize it. When my schedule is not so crazy, I definitely find it a lot easier. <laughs> um, but being busy and prioritizing my health, yeah, it's, it, it's difficult. But because I value it so high and this is due to many reasons I did have a bit of a health scare a couple of years ago so I definitely learned my lesson of what it meant to not have this as a high priority so yeah yeah, and I guess like I guess where I source my food and preparing food and being organized and having the right supplements is such a huge part of and how I just know how to run at an optimal level. I know, know I know what my body needs. So to kind of go under that, I do get annoyed at myself. Yeah. To making sure I getting, you know, good sleep and water. Cause for me, it's not even just physically what I'm putting into my body, it's my mental and emotional well-being. And I think my role, even just what I do day to day and being a support for so many young people, you know, and overseen and you know my but yeah, the business is. I know I have a responsibility for the energy I bring into a room. And if I'm not feeling 100% at my best capacity mentally, emotionally, physically, I'm not able to really support the people around me at the best capacity that I can. Yeah, so I guess it's just me being busy. I have a very strict routine with what I do and I just keep myself accountable for doing that. You do, I, I admire it
0: very much. So you're so
1: disciplined. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what great. it is. I think it's having the value of it, prioritizing it and having the discipline to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome.
0: So, what, what is it that uh, has driven you to really focus on becoming a mentor for young performers and why is it so important to you?
1: Definitely not something I set out to be. I didn't definitely didn't say I want to be a mentor for young people and I just think it's organically happened given, you know, the role and the work that I do as an educator, as a teacher and dynamite and even being an agent to a lot of students. I think it's just more about empowering young people because obviously mm. i have a passion for young people to become healthy, independent adults, they're not necessarily dependent on you, but being able to give and provide them with the tools to empower them to make the right decisions for themselves and to really strive for a successful and happy life. I think that's the goal at the end of the day. I don't think it's our, you know, it's our job to sort of guide them but yeah and I just love being the cheerleader to you know for them to make that happen for themselves I love to cheerlead that process for them you're a good cheerleader yeah <laughs> give me a couple of pom-poms yeah. I can still do it yeah. <laughs> I
0: love it okay so you're so passionate about well-being and health obviously this is incorporated in everything that you do was there a defining moment in your life or career that really changed your perspective on well-being you were mentioning you had a health mm, scare and yeah. you know
1: Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I always grew up in a family that really valued health. Like Mm -hmm. My parents are still very healthy. We never had takeaway food or sugar or processed food. You know, even, you know, everything's made from scratch and what you would call like clean eating. Yeah. Even as a you know, child probably struggled with that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, We just have like Like, where's the lollies? (laughs) Where are the lollies? I'd go to my friends' houses and eat, get into their fridge and eat all their food. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so it's not something I've definitely was brought up with it. And it's something I always thought I valued until. I did have a bit of a health scare. So something I actually have never really spoken about. But yeah, sort of the start of last year, I actually, a symptom of mine, I went to my hairdresser, it was when we came out from our trip from Paris and yeah. I just just was struggling recovering. Like I just wasn't, didn't have my energy and vitality that I'd normally have. Like I think it'd been maybe nine, nine to 10 months where I would just just couldn't recover from things and just yeah. be so tired and napping all the time, yeah. And my hair just started falling out. My hairdresser was literally like, You have lost like half of your hair, like, yeah, something internally is not right with you. And I was like, You know what? I think you are onto something because I just haven't felt myself for a really long time, yeah. And I went to a doctor and sought after like a, a nut naturopath. That's the, you know, I chose the, the alternate sort of health option with that. Yeah. And there was a couple of underlying things with hormone imbalance and my thyroid. And I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. Yeah. It was basically my body was just very run down and not mm. functioning very well. So I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, struggle with a lot more health conditions with that, but I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease as well. And I think it was just more the fact it was a shock to me because I was like, oh, but health and this is, you know, so important to me and I really value it. I think it was... Just taking accountability and being really mad at myself that maybe it wasn't a priority for me, even though I, I knew I valued it. So yeah. I think it, I just let myself down. So yeah, I've worked really really hard on that, and you know, all my results are amazing now. Everything's sort of back. I've got my energy back, and I'm back training and doing things that um, feel really great. And it's been a really interesting process, obviously doing it the natural natural way. way yeah, in the fact that I've been able to you know uh, reverse a lot of um, those symptoms that I had completely without having to go on medication so so awesome yeah but it's been a holistic approach it's been acupuncture it's been shotting herbs three times I a day No, because I
0: sit <laughs> next to you in an office yes
1: so not? No, no, you but you're so amazing. disciplined it's um, just yeah it just but it has taken a lot of discipline yeah yeah it's just yeah this has been the forefront and um priority I just think yeah if you value it you'll prioritize it and it's something I'm like we'll never let slip again yeah <laughs> yeah my lesson
0: so where do you feel you get all your motivation and drive from has this changed over the years through different aspects of your career.
1: Yeah, this was an this is a hard one for me. I'm definitely an A-type personality. I think even when I went to the doctor when I first got diagnosed, like with the adrenal fatigue, and she she was literally like, "Look, you're an A-type personality, you're naturally very driven, and you know." But it's I'm for me the lesson is always in winding down and you know taking time out. I struggle you know with the yin and yang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I th- from from when I can remember, I've whatever I've wanted to set my mind to. I've just kind of gone, oh, I want to do that. How do I make that happen? I think that's yeah. just been my mindset. I'm very intrinsically motivated. I'm not someone who has to have someone externally telling yeah. me what to do or dangle a carrot for me. I kind yeah. of just go, oh, that's oh, that will bring me joy or that looks really amazing or why not? Like, yeah. and how do we make that happen? That's yeah. kind of like my mind, like Abby, yeah. especially <laughs> I've an idea to do this. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's how, do it. <laughs> how do we make that happen? <laughs> I think I just have, you know, ultimately a strong desire to live, you know, the fullest life and I care yeah. very deeply about how I spend my time, Yeah. And why I try and learn and grow and develop myself, I think, into, you know, always constantly improving and my love for learning as I love to be the student as much as the teacher is kind of what drives me and keeps my life interesting.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I love, I feel really privileged that I get to spend so much of your life with you.
1: (laughs) I know, I'm such a time person. My time's my most precious. I feel really privileged. My most (laughs) precious commodity, you know, I do very very much value time. Yes. You do get a lot of my time. I do.
0: I'm <laughs> privileged. I'm <laughs> privileged. So, can you explain the moment when you decided to create? Obviously, we have created Evolution. Do you remember our like? Yes, I do. That- yeah. Can you tell I know, I our question. listeners when that moment was yes. for us yes. when we've
1: created? I remember sitting in the office. Um, it was interesting because at that point in time, we have done You know, our students were training really well and having these amazing opportunities, and you know, commencing careers and getting contract offers, and which is a really really exciting time because that's ultimately what we were aiming to achieve and I think we were na- we were naturally doing the role of an agent anyway I remember you coming to the office and going what are you doing I'm like well, I'm overseeing you know this contract just checking that it's all okay like, hey, or you know and you know just having that and, and you were like "That's not part of your job <laughs> essentially like our job is to train them and educate them and but I'm like I oh, know but I you know we were just so passionate about having our students succeed and have careers and have exciting adventures and lives yeah and I just remember you coming in one day and um, and you said I've got an idea about something just starting an agency and I've got a name for it. It's Evolution Agency. <laughs> just so, so it's such a huge thing. I was like, I've already I've already, got the, I've already got the name. So you couldn't back out. Yeah, but I was like, it, it just organically happened. I don't think it was yeah. something we went, oh, in three years we want to start an agency. You literally came in one day and was like, look, we're doing this anyway, you know. Yeah, like, we were doing we were the work doing anyway. We were anyway. It just made sense to actually create like a system yeah, just around it, actioning it properly and, and to be able to do it properly just so we knew that we were sending our students over overseas and doing the right and we're thing comfortable. Yeah, 100% comfortable about doing it and making um, sure they feel supported. I, felt so supported I think that was really huge yes for us and too. having a place and that they could call home coming back I think that was important that you know we had that ongoing support for them there for when they came back yeah so that was kind of the birth of the agency yeah. I remember <laughs> heading to Zarafa's at Upper Coomber and, and us nutting it all out we're like, okay I so actually, how do we make this happen I remember <laughs> it so vividly yeah, and, and the name something. was born because we're like
0: it's just like the evolution of their career. Yeah. Yes, and then exactly. we're like, Evolution, that's the name. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you, I remember you came up with the name. You, yeah. We were spot on with that. It was crazy. Yeah. God,
0: that feels like a lifetime ago. I
1: know. Well, that was at 2016 so Yeah, so. Yeah. 16, yeah. So it's been like- Four years. Over no, four years yeah. maybe. Yeah. It's crazy. So much has happened in that oh, time. I know.
0: <laughs> now, a lot of people might not know this. Oh, But- you lived on the road with the Forex Angels. So yes. you were a part of that Forex Angels, one of the most incredible commercial contract, mm. commercial dance contracts to have in Australia. How did you find it living on the road? And did you learn anything in this experience that affected you afterwards?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because this generation like talking about, oh, Forex Angels, they don't actually recognize what that was because it ended a little while ago. And it was. it was, it was one of its kind. It's, there's nothing that's replicated or come close to being as amazing as what that was. It was a full-time community professional dance job traveling around my own country which was amazing at the time so I'd worked overseas yeah. got to be based on the Gold Coast but we traveled 80% of the year and we performed at all the live sporting events I still have yeah I'm on lots of memorabilia like yeah. calendars <laughs> and beer coasters I still had people at events come up to me and go oh yeah I saw you you're on a poster at you know this gym or this pub in the middle of nowhere and I'm like oh yeah I've, um, that was me I've, I've been <laughs> to nearly every pub in Australia poured someone a beer and yeah and danced on the bar. <laughs> and de- I, Yeah, it was the it was the dream job. I've done yeah. a lot of dream jobs, and I loved the gypsy life. I, it really suited me well. Being in my twenties and just travelling around and meeting people. As I said, we performed for all like the major sporting events. I was on live TV all the time. But when I really think back, the most memorable part of that job that I'll always take away with me, I think are the conversations I had with people yeah. uh, from all over Australia. We were sent to the outback and little towns in. Adelaide and Perth and I feel like, you know, despite all the fancy hotels, VIP parties and all of that, (laughs) that the people that I had in just the venues and yeah, like, you know, good old Dave with his mates in the back of, you know, at the pool table, that's, you know, some... (laughs) place you know, some in random of, town in regional town yeah wow. Um, i think just learning like different different people that live in this country and all the places that i visited i think that will hold the biggest part of my heart and i am very grateful but yeah, yeah i when i really look back and think about it i really think it was the time i just spent with people i would never have met or had conversations with yes yeah, so and, yeah touring it and was being an on incredible
0: the time the forex angel yeah time. and
1: i shared it with a lot of special people yeah you know we became really close so it's good Yeah.
0: All right. On top of all of that, you do now also have some fun
1: hobbies. Yes. Well, I don't have children and I don't drink alcohol. So I have (laughs) a lot of time for fun hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about them. Okay. Yeah. I guess I, I... I do as I said when I get inspired about doing something I'm just like oh I'm gonna make that happen and do it so I know I, I do drum lessons I know finishing work one day last year you're like where are you off to now I'm like oh my drum lesson like, when did you play the drums like, I feel like that was the most <laughs> you're like, oh, you're was so like, random. I was like
0: you play the drums yeah. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever yeah
1: yeah I love learning new things and acquiring new skills um, well we could be a band that could be yeah, our totally. next thing it's how I how I seek fun and adventure in my life yeah so drum I mean, obviously surf. I don't really do a lot of that anymore. So, anything outdoors, hiking, I do, I still dance and do classes, but I've just picked up doing like circus, partido partnering. It's like a specialty skill. Insane.
0: Uh, I saw her doing this on the weekend and
1: I nearly died. She's a ninja. Yeah. I was like, I can't even watch you just in case you fall into
0: Yeah. That. I'm like, don't break her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just that adrenaline and acquiring a new skill. I just get addicted to that progressive, like, you know, working towards something to, you know, achieve and I love fitness and health but yeah and, and that's it once I commit to something I'm like I'm not going to do this unless you know 100%, I'm, I, 100% do it 100% you're all in and I'm all in <laughs> um yeah so that's cool. always got a new hobby on the underway. that's so good I need just one hobby I think I know but I, I think <laughs> time for I think, one <laughs> I know but then I think of like you you your family and yes I, yeah I go home to my cat
0: <laughs> my cat Sammy the cat Sammy I love it yeah all right how do you hope to inspire other people to live out their best lives. I know this is something really important to the both of us. So yeah. how do you hope to do that?
1: Yeah. I, I think living your best life means so many different things. It's so subjective, even between you and I, what we would say, oh, this you know, us living our best lives are mm. so different to us. And I guess- the, the way I, if anyone has any kind of aspiration to take on a passion or a passion project or a business venture, or a new activity or hobby in their life is to, you know, be courageous enough to take a risk and achieve them and make that happen for themselves. Mm. I think that's, you know, be spontaneous enough that, you know, at the end of your days, you don't want to look back and regret not taking a risk. Yeah. You know, passion is something to fight for and to strive for. And, you know, we're all deserving of living our best lives. We all mm. really do deserve that. Yeah. And I think. That's think. That's why I'm really passionate about doing. The, the platform of living your best life and the podcast and our online program that we're going to launch. Yes, you know, it's coming, coming soon. Because um, it really gets to navigate and get people to answer and answer those questions that you yeah. don't get asked. Yeah, yeah people totally. People don't really ask you what is it that you really want out of life? What is it that you really value? What makes you happy? Yeah. You know, we've had time during COVID, I think for people to have that introspection and think about those things. I would just be encouraging to dig deep about what that is and have the courage to really go for something. That's great advice. Yeah. I love it. <laughs>
0: So the million dollar
1: question, Erin. okay. What does living your best life mean to you? I feel like we've probably covered this during the conversation of topics I've probably brought up. Health, I think is just the number one for me. Your health is your wealth. It's a huge priority. I think if you're, you know, feeling at your absolute best, that, you know, nothing, I I just remember just going through my health stuff and all this amazing stuff, like, you know, with my career was happening, but because I was just so in this fear about my health that I just couldn't celebrate the success of it. I was like, this doesn't mean anything because my health isn't right. And that's just, I just remember feeling that. So I think health for me and making sure I'm living each day the best I can with that. And I think connection and relationships, surrounding yourself, people who support you and the right community, I think by nature, connection is so important to us as human beings and I think through social media and everything that's kind of been going on too isolation can be a really hard one for us Mm. Um, and humans in general with you know depression anxiety and sort of those mental illnesses that going back to real authentic connection and relationships something I really highly value for you know living out your best life having the right people around you Mm. and thirdly I think authenticity is something you know I strive to really work on myself these days just being really true to who you are and what you value. Value and just living your life as your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what it is about you and what your needs are and yeah, being able to connect authentically with people. And I think those are the three realms I'm probably personally really invested in with myself at the moment. So that's kind of what I would sum up as living your best life would be.
0: What a woman. <laughs> Thank you. No I worry. love this chat. Oh, we never get time to just sit and like yeah. reflect and yeah. talk about all that. yeah, no it's so and incredible about life in general I think yeah it's really important it's so important we yeah. you know it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day of things but you know take time out for yourself and to the listeners as well so important like go and do something today that you wouldn't normally do that you know yeah best thing
1: for your mental well-being is to change up your routine yeah like, throw something in there that you wouldn't normally do yeah I love that. Yeah, invigorate your soul. Well, thank you so
0: much for chatting with me today and being in the hot seat. No, no worries, role reversal. It's a I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. It was so great. Oh, thank um, you. and to those of you out there listening, we do have something very, very special dropping soon. So stay tuned. We will be releasing that in the coming weeks, and we're so excited for you guys to know all about it. But you'll be the first to know on here on our Living Your Best Life podcast. So stay tuned.